Okay, so I was recently at an event where the guest of honor would totally call you out if you yawned and you weren't actively engaged in what they were sharing. You know those moments where someone is talking to you and they're looking dead into the sockets of your soul and you're doing all that you can to keep the yawn in without opening your mouth? Your eyes start to water and your lips purse together in order to inhibit the awkward mouth wide open seafood experience. Well, luckily, we were in an audience of 6,000, so the one-on-one awkwardness wasn't there. But regardless, if you were caught in action, she would stop absolutely everything, even in the middle of the sentence, and make every single person stand up and dance. Yes, all 6,000 of them. And you would know exactly what she was doing by yelling, five, four, three, two, one. And we would all pop up, the music would blare, and a dance party would break out. Obviously, by the time we stepped back down, our general was going and we weren't going to be yawning. So today it's Wednesday afternoon in the studio and it has already been quite the week. I feel the Friday and it's not even here. So I think we all need this right now. I don't care what day of the week you're listening to it. So are you ready? No, really. Are you ready? Five, four, three, two, one. All right, if you guys are not doing the running man right now and you did not participate in that dance party, please rewind this 15 seconds and enjoy. It is so refreshing and something I constantly have to do, even if it's just on the mental scale, to take the break and just get the yawns out. So now that we're ready and we're in action, and Rachel Hollis used that tactic, by the way, at the Rise Conference last fall that I went to. The guy who I have on today's podcast does something quite similar, but for kids. And I am pretty amped about this. He relates in all of the same ways that I do on a mind, body, soul experience, but he's really teaching the next generation. And I am so fond of what he's got going on. And I know that this is not just meant for the local markets of Virginia, but for it to be nationwide. So today's guest alongside all of that is also a fellow dancer. And I mean dancer, but I can't get into the details until you listen because it's really, really awesome. You have to listen. You have to understand what exactly I'm saying. And if you don't and you want to jump right to the show notes, go check out the link of him and his dancers dancing. So yes, he's a dancer. Yes, he's a he. Yes, my kids are a fan. And he's not Beyonce's hubby, but I think she would give him mad props in his moves. So enjoy today's episode. He is on board with me with all things plant power. He's a game changer, and he's really inspiring a movement that my husband and I are both incredibly supportive of, and I think you will be too. So enjoy. Have a good one. We are all in pursuit of something more. Wherever, whatever, or whoever your more is, I want to help you get there wholly, fully, authentically, and truly fit. The Fit and Faith movement was birthed through my own trial and error discovery of mind, body, and soul alignment. I learned firsthand that being fit isn't about our physique at all. It's about the wholeness of our heart and the root of our joy. This isn't a fitness podcast. This isn't a quick fix health detox ploy. This isn't confusing religious banter. This is a whole body health checkup focusing on the heart. 
This is an opportunity to join me alongside other big dreamers, innovative movers, and lifestyle shapers as we explore and share our messy comeback stories to wholeness. If you're one step away from achieving your idea of something more, tune in for practical, fun, and healthy ways to ignite yourself into even more. Welcome to the Fit and Faith Podcast with me, Tamerlane Andress. There is no better time than now to get fit. Live in the podcast studio for episode 37 of the Fit and Faith Podcast. Can't believe it's been almost a year since we launched. And so I'm super pumped to have another new friend in here. I feel like at the beginning it was all like, all my OGs. And now I like get to bring in all these fresh people and introduce you to my friends and family members and followers. And so today I am going to be learning right alongside you a bit about my new friend here, Scott Williams. Um, we share a lot of passions when it comes to health and wellness. And um, he has a special place in my heart because he has the shared um, desire to infuse that into children. And so if you are here, I said this on the notes, but if you're here and you have kids, this is someone you want to hear from. If you're a dude and you're an entrepreneur and you're following your passions, you want to come for this too. Um, or if you're just somebody looking to see something new in the realm of health and fitness, especially in our area locally here and hopefully nationwide, because this is definitely something that I see growing. Um, Scott's the one you want to tune into. So this is going to be good, Scott. I'm pumped to have you in the studio. Thanks for coming. Thanks. I'm excited to be here. I love Virginia Beach. So just trying to go down there. Yeah. Tell, tell me about that because you're not, you're not actually a born and bred local like me. Right. I, lived, uh, I grew up in West Virginia. Okay. Moved to Charlottesville, Virginia 15 years ago. So okay. now I'm officially from Charlottesville. But Lock-a-lock. I always, oh, well, oh, uh, so it much. took me a while to get there. I'm there <laughs> okay, now. okay. But yeah, I have an affinity for the beach though. Yes. So this place is special. So we've been doing the, the summer camp business since 2011. Mm-hmm. We just grow a little bit each year in Charlottesville. Now it's time to spread our wings a little bit more and get outside the, nice. the city. And yes. I thought down here was a, would be a good transition. For yeah. Us. So tell us, tell us a bit about what Camp For Real is and the premise of that. So Camp For Real is was born out of my passion for fitness and nutrition with, for my students. Uh, I tried to do a lot to change the school lunch. I'm yeah. passionate about nutrition. Uh, ever since 2007, I, I really took a took a, an interest in what, what was in my food. Yeah. And it was probably a documentary somewhere along the way ah, that, that influenced me, probably Food Inc. Yeah. Uh, the more I learned about what we put in our bodies and how that affects us just, just inspired me to, to learn more. And then obviously as I'm learning things and seeing the positive results that, that are happening in my body, yeah. I want to pass it on to my kids. And I always refer to my students as my kids. I don't have yes. kids of my own. So yeah. people sometimes think that I have kids, but <laughs> I love those kids so much that yeah. they are my kids. Absolutely. So there would be times the, the, the thing that always sticks out to me is we'd have kids come into lunch. Yeah. They always wanted to be in the gym because it's the place to be. Right. And we'd have lunch in there with the fifth graders. It was like a, a weekly thing. It was a special thing because they're the okay. big kids. And okay. they get that special privilege. And uh, it will forever be etched in my brain, burned in my brain. This kid coming in double-fisted with nachos and cheese. Mm-hmm. And cheese is in quotes. I don't know what oh, right. the cheese <laughs> Whatever that is. But he didn't have any fruits, any vegetables, no, no, no water, no, nothing else, just two. And I I just knew there was something broken about this process. And 
I would, my cafeteria manager, to her credit, was awesome at my school. She tried to do things. Uh, her hands were a bit tied. There was only so much she could do. So I went downtown and tried to, to meet with the, with the powers that be, and I just could not get anywhere. So mm. eventually I'm like, well, I'm just going to start my own business yeah. because then I will be the boss and yeah. I can choose to put whatever I want in front of the kids and then yeah. let them choose. And that's really cool. That's kind of how it started. Yeah. And how long ago was that? 2011. So we're okay. starting, I guess this would be our 10th, our 10th summer. That's amazing. And yeah. you pretty much went right out the gate and you're just like, let's do this right now. Yeah, we started, yeah. we did two weeks of summer camp at my school. Okay. And back in the day, we just did half day camps. Yeah. And we did one at, up the road at Brownsville. That's our neighboring school about 15 minutes away. Okay. So three okay. weeks of camp the first summer. And yeah. Just added weeks each year and awesome. started doing full days in 2017. And okay. now I think we, we try to get around 13 to 14 weeks of camp each summer. Nice. So that's, that's where we are now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I work now that I'm not yeah. teaching. <laughs> yeah. I left teaching in June. So I can oh, work on this, this full time. Okay. Yeah, so this okay. is my first year without my kids. Oh, that's a big deal. Uh, it has been a big deal. Yeah. But it's whenever I'm in front of them now, I'm yeah. way more energetic and Absolutely. passionate. Absolutely. I bet because you missed that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'm sure like just I know from like any time that I have like a, my passion project in front of me. And though this is your passion project, like the kids are ultimately your passion mm. project. Same for me. Like I can be working on my computer or I can be doing a podcast. But when I am like face to face with a woman and I get to have that transformational experience mm. with her, that's when you're like, yes, bring on the energy, which right. I think is so necessary like the people need that and they feed that from you mm -hmm. um it was pretty cool because even just the day that you came to school and you weren't actually doing the camp but you were just trying to like get feelers out there in the community for the kids which was so smart by the way right yep. utilize the kids uh -huh. word of mouth instead of the adults like literally he came my son came running home that day and he was like mr scott mr scott <laughs> and i'm like I, I knew who you were so of course i'm like what what do you do and he told me all about it and he's like i'm going to camp right i'm going to camp so I got asked all the time until camp happened. That's what we want. And then he didn't understand that like February is between January and March. So the next one coming up is what, uh, March eleventh? Uh, we're, lo we're looking mid March. So okay, mid March. Yeah. yeah. He's he's ready. He's he thinks he's already signed up because he's like, it's coming tomorrow. Like, awesome. Not that quite soon. So I think it's amazing and such a testimony for a six year old to have that much energy towards something that you're instilling in them and it's less less about just the fun. They are having a blast, but what you're instilling is what they're take, taking home. Um, he was even like conscientious of the fact that mommy was eating popcorn for dinner. And he was like, I think I'm going to have some blueberries and popcorn. And I'm like, cool, let's do it. Blueberries and popcorn. Let's make it happen. Awesome. Yeah. I hear a lot of stories like that. And yeah. it, it just keeps me going. And yeah. It's funny just talking about the kids when I see them out in public. In the past, I would never avoid kids, but yeah. I would not be. I would just be way from afar. Yeah. Now, whenever I see my kids, I'm like running up to yeah, them. Yeah, of course. And so, yeah. So, whenever I, like when I got in front of the kids at friend's school last week yeah. and Jason Weiss was really good to have me in and... Yeah. Uh, I, I click way better with kids than I do adults. Nothing against adults, but kids are kids are the best. Yeah, and it takes awesome. me about fifteen minutes to kind of yeah. develop that rapport and win them over. So, yeah, I yeah. Mean, I've been doing it for a long time, so then you're in that's though. That's the cool yeah. thing about mm -hmm. kids. It's like it's once you get their trust, you're like you're in mm -hmm. for good. That's really awesome. So tell me about so you quit teaching, which you were a teacher for how many years? Fifteen years. Fifteen years. Yep, same school. It was a great school. But Man. wonderful community, very yeah. supportive of what we do, whether yeah. it was PE or Camp for Real. Yeah. 
So that's awesome. I miss them a lot, but yeah, I'm still tapped into. I still go to kids games and coaching some of my, some of my former students in oh, basketball. That's awesome. and, that's yeah. really cool. And so, what other things beyond that? You said in 2007, and that mm-hmm. number just like stuck out to you. Maybe it was a documentary. Was there more mm-hmm. like within your personal health journey that kind of just led to that? Yeah, um, I would get. It's interesting because I, I worked with 440 with 440 kids, yeah. so I'd get sick two, three, four times a year, and just think, yeah. "Well, that's that's status quo." Sure. Working with kids, sure. and they're hanging on me. I'm yeah. I'm a hugger, so the yeah. kids are hugging me every day, and I get those germs. And when I watched the documentary, and I just, I cut out artificial stuff, so mm-hmm. I've I've been vegan for 10 years, vegetarian, yeah. probably 11 and a half, but it was cutting out artificial stuff before yeah. all that. It just, yeah. I, I did not get sick literally for four years after wow. that. Wow. And had some other experiences too with, with, uh, like household items, yeah. like shampoo and yep. dish detergent and just everything just kind of fell into place. And wow. I just saw so many benefits yeah. from just being more natural and that's clean. amazing yeah. I feel like that's really rare and maybe it's just me because I'm a girl so I'm affiliated to women but is that like common as a guy like do you have guy friends who are like right on board with you or do they think you're weird they're no, they're <laughs> open-minded to it okay, what, okay. They, they see me having success with whether it's and, and a lot of my friends thankfully are open-minded to, yeah. to veganism sure. or just eating more plants and yep we don't push veganism either. Sure. We're just like plant power. Eat right. more plants. Yeah. Everybody agrees with yeah. my kids. I need to. Whoever we need to eat more plants. Sure. So, but yeah, I, my friends are very open minded. When they see the the benefits that have happened for me in my personal yeah. life, they're like, "Well, I want to try that." And yeah. I I guess I inspire others to do it. My roommate just moved in with me. Uh, what two weeks ago? Yeah. And after watching me eat, he said he saw me eat like a pepper and a cucumber. Yeah. Like a like an apple. Sure. And it's just I just like man, I just don't want to prep it. I just don't want to prep it. That's all it is. And, yeah. And I'm I had him watch a documentary, and then he's like, "Hey, man, I'm trying it." That's awesome. So Which it, one did you recommend for him? Game Changers. Game Changers. That's, that's, that's out right one. now. Yeah. Okay, I haven't that's, seen it. That's the one based on sports performance. Oh, so interesting. Ethics, Incomparable to your. Your your diet. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. Cool. It was very entertaining. Very well done. That's I've, awesome. I've got probably 10, 11 texts about okay. that. Like, send me your best recipes. Like, mm-hmm. I don't have recipes. I'm like yeah. the, the ultimate single <laughs> the guy. Just frozen vegetables. Put a protein in there That's and awesome. some sauce. And you're good. I'm, I'm easy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That makes it easy. I love it because my husband's very similar. He shares a lot of that, and he's always been kind of the. Um, early adopter in any of those like phases or concepts or diets or any anything that's in the health industry mm-hmm. and it always takes me so much longer to like get on board and I don't know if it's because like as a child my parents were so um, mindful of how we ate and talked to us about our food and so it was almost like ingrained in us with that like you know you have the the pyramid right of like this is what you need on your, your plate every night and so for me getting away from meat has been really hard because I've always thought like this is my main source of protein you can't take that from me and I like really like it it's so good I have to have meat on my plate and so recently he's been like do you really think you love chicken you think that's really what you love or do you think you really love the flavoring and the sauce of the chicken or the steak or whatever it is you're eating and I'm like 
to do things like that. Like, stop getting in my psyche. Like, I don't like it. So I think that it's it's so important. And then people have the juxtaposing view of, like, a raw pepper. They're like, that's so gross. But if you taste a raw pepper versus a raw chicken, imagine the flavor and the yumminess of that in variation to nothing. I say raw chicken. Hopefully you're not eating raw chicken. But a non-flavored uh, chicken. Just right. like literally pop it, bake mm-hmm. it, and no salt, no pepper. It's not good. Yeah. It's that's, so interesting. That's what people, I eat tempeh and tofu all the time. Like, yeah. It tastes, it's, like, it's just like chicken. Chicken tastes horrible too until you season it. Yeah, you know, you right. learn how to season it. Right. It's so interesting. So from your childhood, do you feel like there was a play into that too? No. Really? No. Meaning it, you ate bad when you were a oh, kid? Oh, yeah. Okay, oh, so there wasn't any Pepperoni influence. rolls, Little Debbie cakes. <laughs> like I had two pepperoni rolls and two Little Debbie cakes every lunch from probably sixth grade really? on. Really? What is your, is your parent, are your parents still active in your like relationships right now? Oh, yeah. My, what do they think about what you're doing? My mom is the most supportive person mm-hmm. in the world. Yeah. She is amazing. Yeah. She, she's the most non-judgmental person. She's the most supportive person. So whenever I come home, she's yeah. got four dishes ready for me. Uh, My dad pretty much is plant-based now. He had had a heart attack at 41. Okay, wow. So it's heart disease is in our family. That's what my grandfather died of. And so that kind of terrified him. Absolutely. And he was in good shape too. I mean, he's in great shape still to this day. You wouldn't guess he's 65. Um, But when that happened... You know, he, he got scared into eating Absolutely. more chicken and yeah. more vegetables. And then when I started doing this this vegan thing, yeah. he, he was all interested in it. And, wow. But he's not 100%. But sure, sure, sure. Just, yeah. Absolutely. More plants, good. You Absolutely. Know, we're, I'm not, not trying to judge anybody. Yeah. Everybody's got their own journey. Yeah. But the fact that he's even contemplating that, just thinking about it's it. It's huge. Oh, yeah. So 2000, I'm trying to think, that was, what, 13 years ago, so when he was 41. So it's been, you were a kid when he had that yep. experience. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like even in your household at that time, there started to be this shift that you took note of? Not really. Not, really. not me. I think yeah. more him. I, I was I was young okay. and bulletproof, so yeah. I, I didn't really yeah. care. Yeah. I still... Yeah, you're. Uh, yeah, as, as your... soon as 2006, I still remember the so crazy. the frozen pizza things that yeah. I buy all the time. Those yeah, disgusting. <laughs> probably 80, 90 ingredients in there. Right, right. So yeah, that I was, was just speaking to this because I had um, my mom's friend had come over and she's currently fighting. I think her third round of um, breast cancer which is just amazing. If you saw her from the outside, like you would just never imagine. Even her energy, her mindset, everything is just beautiful. And she was sharing about like our diet and she loved that my husband and I are like where we are in that. And so she's like kind of challenging, but in a, in a positive way, like, okay, so you are this. So show me what kind of creamer you use in your coffee. Show me what additive you use in this area. And I showed her my, I was like really proud of my creamer because it's got MCT oil and it's like kind of like the bulletproof coffee type. Mm-hmm. Um, and I show it to her and she's like oh nope and I'm like nope what nope don't say nope because I've like discovered I've searched the world for this creamer that I utilize mm-hmm. and she's like no it's got gum in it and I'm like what so I look at the ingredients and there's five ingredients which we're always trying to keep that's kind of our rule like mm-hmm. five and below if you can keep that ingredient count and that's like a way to start if you want to tra- start transitioning away from um, kind of just eating out of your pantry start looking at the ingredients and how many are in it but um, she starts talking about gums and do you, do you know anything about like xanthium and like all these different gums that yeah, are in like food? Gar, gar, I, yeah I, I can't say them either I don't even know 
Xanthan and Guar. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I'm not. You don't know much about them? Mm-mm. So basically, it's just like this concept that it's like the binding agent that mm. utilizes for anything, peanut butter or whatever you're using. And it's really not good for you. She's like, if you look up what's in that, there's another 13 ingredient and it's not good for you. I'm like, oh, so I'm, I'm out of creamer right now and I'm trying to figure out what I can use yeah. that's good for me. Oat milk is what my husband uses. Mm-hmm. Well, they're good at what they do, the food companies, yeah. the disguising things. We'll, we'll talk to the kids about, we, that's one of my favorite things about camp is we have the, I like to, to brag with the kindergartners reading labels. Whoa. So obviously it's with their camp buddy, sure. their older kid, but sure. it's, it's doable to, to recognize a, a number followed by a color, or a color followed by a number. Yeah. So red 40, yellow 5. And that's how you identify the artificial colors. So we're, we're setting that base, you know, yeah. and, and hopefully I've got so many stories about after you did the label reading, we went through our cupboard and threw out half of the things in yes, there. So that's so good. Yeah, it's, it's really cool to empower the, the kids to be the leaders. Absolutely. And to push change at home. And, wow, interesting. Yeah, because it doesn't usually happen that way. It's not usually top down. Mm-hmm. So to have that influence, I mean, that's essentially what you're doing because my heart is like for women to take that change for their children. So if like my kids came home and started saying something just like they are now in every other realm of influence, if they want something or they're interested in something, you naturally take note of it because Mm -hmm. you want to know, is it good for them? Should they be influenced by this? And like, this is such a positive change. I'd be really curious if I was on the receiving end of that and I wasn't in a shared alignment, how I would take that. Like, would I be self-checked? Like, yeah, sure. Or would I write it off? So I think it's just the more exposure that they have, mm-hmm. just like us as adults, the more exposure they have to these concepts, the better. And I love that, like, I think and I'm hopeful that our education system is, like, moving towards that. But I heard recently I have a girlfriend who's really into, like, the political backing of, like, uh, change that's taking place in, behind Americans' eyes, right? Like, whether it's Senate, whether it's legislation, whatever it be. I am not political, so I really don't even know how I'm or why I'm talking about this in this moment. But there was a recent article passed, or an article, legislative article, Mm -hmm. about um, the fact that they are downgrading what is um, required by school lunches on the scale of nutrition by, I think it was like 40 different items being like clear to be given. And I was like, what? Like that makes me so mad. That's very disappointing. Isn't it? I I honestly choose to be ignorant about some things now because I I tried. And and back to my cafeteria manager, she she was just so overworked. And I remember she would make these unbelievable dishes, the roasted vegetables, these bean soups and they wouldn't sell because the kids are used to eating the other things. And she has to put out the the chips and because they're they're snacks that are yeah. meet the guidelines and yeah. they're very convenient because she doesn't have the person power to be prepping food back there. Yeah, exactly. So that sells. She's like a mini business in yeah. there, and she she tried, but it, it was that's. Uh, yeah, it's all about frustrating, but it, but it got yeah. me out doing this. Yeah, know? absolutely, mm-hmm. which I think is so powerful. So from your like fitness journey, because you're in shape, other than I know you can't just be like doing what the little kids are doing. What's your fitness passion? It's evolved into dance. Dance? Uh, oh yeah. This is a yeah. mic drop moment. I'm <laughs> so excited about this. Um, what do you mean? Uh, well, we have so we're pretty well known in our area. We have, I, I worked at Meriwether for 15 years. Okay, I don't we, know what that is. We often, Meriwether Lewis, that's okay. the name of the school. Okay. 
Oh, that's so the name. Okay. We had anywhere from five to 12 males working in the building throughout that, I'd say, eight years that okay. I was into dance. So we formed a group called the Men of Merriweather. And we would highlight, we would empower people to dance because we are not very good. We just <laughs> love it and we love having fun. And we put our, we put ourselves out on YouTube and the community loved it. Yeah. And when you have people that are not good at something, but they get out and put themselves out there Mm -hmm. and they're loving it and they don't Mm -hmm. care how silly Mm -hmm. they look, the, the stills on the YouTube videos, you know, where you want everybody kind of moving (laughs) in the same direction. I'd always choose the stills where like everybody's going like seven different directions because we didn't care for perfection we just That's wanted to inspire our kids to move and they absolutely loved it and it took off and we eventually now i have the dancers so d-a-n-s-i-r-s okay and we highlight male pe teachers around the country and try to empower other teachers not just males but Stop you know it. in our culture Dance is not seen as manly. Yeah. So I've got some pretty manly PE teachers in New York. Brandon's in New York. And I got Chris in North Carolina, Ben in Texas, Matt in Vermont, Matt in Santa Monica, Alex in Seattle. So we remotely choreograph these routines and then we'll edit them together. So it's like you got the first 16 counts, you got the next 16. we make these videos so and, and we hear from a lot of a lot of our female colleagues around the nation that it's hard to get the boys to buy in because they don't have a male role model dancing. But when they flash us up there, you know, they get little clips of seven different dudes, dudes dancing. That's yeah, so much fun. Yeah, we've and the pinnacle was the YouTube channel had like 13,000 subscribers and we got to perform on the stage of our national conference right wow. before the keynote. Teaching conference. We, okay. PE teachers, uh-huh. yeah. So I don't know, thousands of four or 5,000 people. And so we performed a routine similar yeah. to our halftime show. So for nine years, we did a halftime show. We took okay. our fifth graders. And I edited a dance medley together, just yeah. different genres, different songs, sure. different styles. And we'd go perform at our feeder high school yes. once a year. And that was just so, so, so we did that type of routine in, um, at our national conference yeah. last year. And it just blew people's minds. They loved it. And the keynote speaker was DMC from Run DMC. And yes. the dude is still in great shape. And yeah. We were we were backup dancers for like he, they said we could come up there at the end. So not only did we get out in front and oh dance for everybody, came again. we came back up there. And That's so fun. I got my my colleague Andrew Weimer, who worked with me for nine years and worked with me at Camp for Real. He was there, and he snapped pictures of me up on the big screen. I I've never seen myself so happy in my life. Like, <laughs> that I, is so neat. And it's it is the best thing for my mental health. Too. Yeah, I went through. I went through a professional breakup. I lost my brother who, okay. uh, for three years, he worked with me and we were just as tight as could be. Yeah. And he moved away. Mm-hmm. Relationship, mm-hmm. the job just wasn't fun anymore. So it was probably one of the most challenging years of my life, if not the. Wow. And the only time I could find any any yeah. happiness is exercise and dance. Wow. Like dance would always, and singing. Yeah. You wouldn't tell by my voice, <laughs> but I love to sing too. So oh those things just make me happy. And that's all this past year that's been happening or? Oh, the dance, no, yeah. dance has been happening a while. Well, I mean the, <laughs> the mental health like pushed through. Oh yeah. That was this, last, this last year and a half. Before Since, you um, quit or after? It was, 
it was kind of the thing that pushed me to wow. to do this. So that's yeah. why I'm grateful for it. So yeah, yeah. it was all kind of ran together and. I made the call early on last year, like this yeah. last year. I gotta, yeah, I yeah, get out step of here away. Yeah, something. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Y'all, this has been a transformational year for women who I have had the absolute gift of walking life out with. And not for one second have I taken it for granted, or can I take the credit for all that has transpired. It is truly a God thing. I wanted to jump on here to share with you about what I'm believing the 2020 year has in store for us. One of clarity and visions finally coming to fruition over our dreams. Core Creatives is a monthly women's collaborative community, which has catapulted into something very special. And each quarter, I'll be launching new groups that you could be a part of. Words like invaluable, rewarding, motivating, encouraging, authentic, foundational, and a godsend are all words that women have used to define this group. This year alone, new passion projects have taken flight, businesses have launched, seasoned businesses have rebranded, new vibrancy has been added to the pursuits and daily tasks, logos and websites have been generated, new customers have been cultivated, and my very favorite, collaborations and healthy relationships have been built between women pursuing their own version of happiness. Y'all, this is not a competition, and this group of creatives puts that into action. Oh, and I can't forget, as a collective, we have raised thousands of dollars for nonprofit that we're all passionate about. I could go on for days, so I will stop ranting, but seriously, I had to take this chance to tell you about these groups as they continue to launch, and a new one is happening soon. So sign up today or come out to a free meeting and truly see for yourself. This is an online and local event, so definitely get in touch. I can't wait to see you. That's incredible. I think it's so powerful. I went to the Rachel Hollis. Are you familiar with who she is? Um, she is kind of like a women empowerment. Her husband's actually come alongside her in the last year or so. Who you probably relate more to um, Dave Hollis, who he worked at like Disney, was one of the top execs for like 16 years, quit his CEO position to come alongside his wife as her CEO. But she runs this conference every year, and there's about four to 6,000 women that come multiple times per year. So I went to one, which was oriented around business, not just women empowerment last fall. And I knew she was high energy. I knew she was like joking around about dance, but she literally would have us just like ball out dance for like a long time. Not like five seconds, get out of your chair, which she did do that as well. If we were in the middle and she was like talking and people, if she saw one person yawn, she would make the entire audience get up and dance and she didn't care where you were and she'd call you right out to she said if i can catch you on camera i will and nice. so it was like so fun but the day i love 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 dancing and i was on a dance team when i was younger and like i used to dance probably in inappropriate places when I was in my middle, like midlife crisis. And then as a mom, I love to dance with my kids, but I've always had this like negative thought on like full on dance because when I was younger, it always was appeared as this like non fun experience. It was more for like the view of another person. Right. And what their opinion was of you while you were dancing. And I got away from it because I never wanted like my son to think of that as the way the dancing was related to. We wouldn't watch music videos, like none of those things. And yet whenever a song comes on, what's the first thing that a baby does? 
they start moving in their little diaper, right? And so I got to like experience dancing in an entire new way when I became a mom in the joy aspect of it and it being for this like sake of movement and breaking a sweat. And now Cooper is into breakdancing, which is this is my first breakdancing experience. And we literally bust out breakdancing moves. I have two neat, bruised knees mm-hmm. to prove it. And we will break a sweat in 15 minutes. Oh, yeah. It is such a good workout. So long. you guys got you guys got to add that element. Have you have you tried any breakdancing in there? We he I saw his breakdancing. Did he do it? We, yes. we call it Club Igloo. We take the giant parachute up and then we sit underneath it. We yeah, come, yeah, and yeah. I put the music on and I call different colors, <laughs> so, the, whatever color is sitting on. The yeah. Table. I think it's on one of the videos on Instagram that <laughs> we posted. So yeah, that's we, really fun. And that's what I, I'm really concerned about my kids because day one in kindergarten they're dancing, so they don't know any better. Right. And once they leave me in fifth grade, that's just a different story. But right. Right. Those six years they were with me, they're dancing yeah. and they're comfortable with it. Yeah. And so cool. Not everybody's gonna love it, but yeah, they're way more confident than I was. In elementary school yeah. and middle, high, college. Yeah, well, I think that's 20s. the biggest thing is everyone, like, just like our art teacher always says, everyone's born an artist. Everyone is born a dancer. Like, there's no element of you that can't move. Mm-hmm. Are you comfortable in your skin doing it? Maybe not, but that just is a confidence factor. Right. And anyone can be confident in their skin. I've seen people up on all the stages of the world on those TV shows that they do, so you think you can dance or any of that. And I'm like, what? Like, that is incredible that they are doing that when you wouldn't, first off, just think off of initial judgment that that person would be, like, able to do that. It's wild. So I think that's really, really cool. So exercising via dance. Like, do you do Zumba? I don't do Zumba much. I just, I'm pretty much, I've got away from classes. Yeah. And I used to dance with the kids all the time. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Um, so now I'm looking for, I would like to learn how to swing dance. Cool. I've got one move that I break out all the time. <laughs> Everybody loves it because there's a bunch of twirling around. Yeah, yeah. But I want to learn more. That's awesome. I just, I absolutely yeah, love it. Yeah, that's and, really cool. And when you speak about, like, say you think you can dance, that's, it's interesting because at the PE conferences, they used to hire these classically trained dancers to come okay. and be presenters. Yeah. And they were amazing, but they do not bring attendees like people are like I can't do that and right, that the person sense. that empowered me was me he was yeah. I would say when I met him probably mid 40s okay and he's a basketball coach so tall lank he had great yeah. uh, rhythm yeah so he could stay on beat but he was stiff as a board <laughs> but he was up in front of a large group of people and the women loved it yeah and I saw him and I was like and I saw the women and I was like all right <laughs> me, all right he can do that I can do yeah. it too and now I'm that guy. I'm like one of the main guys in the PE world that, that is, is so much fun. Oh, he can do it. Oh yeah. Not, right? I can do it too. So we and we have a bunch of different like I showed some things today when I was in Norfolk um, yeah. teaching the PE teachers there. You don't have to get in front of the kids and dance. You yeah. can project us up there. You can right. we taught them a, a safety dance today. Yeah. There's a game called safety dance where you're going to get tagged, you got to break out a dance move. And if you break out a dance move, you can't be tagged. So now the kids nice. that may be a little apprehensive about dancing, they hate getting tagged. Yeah. So <laughs> now they're going to dance. So just find a novel really ways cool. to, to bring people along because yeah. I've, I've been both places. I, yeah. I hated dance. I was terrified of it. Interesting. We had to, we had a, an objective in fourth grade where yeah. the kids had to create their own routine. Yeah. And 
full disclosure, I did not. I said, if you can clap to the beat for eight counts, yeah. you, I'll check you off. And we did not do, we did not meet wow. the objective. We didn't assess it. And I look back on that and I'm glad that it happened that yeah. way because I can, I can relate with people. Yeah. Like I understand I used to be there. Right. Now I'm complete opposite. opposite. So How I want to get cool. you there. So when, when I go in, when I'm lucky enough to have, I love just going in and teaching dance period. Like yeah. this is a PE job. So sure. it infuse a little everything. Sometimes I get to go teach like Colorado last year. I get to teach three and a half hours of dance. That's so I'm so showing them dance. I'm showing teaching them a halftime routine so they can take their kids. And you know, I was like, just take it. You got yeah. the music. You got the choreography. Yeah, just do it. Just do it. Tag games. You know, ways that you can put the kids in in position to create, collaborate. Yeah. So it's all high level thinking. You know, wow. choreograph and dance. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So absolutely. It's so good for you. Yeah, so. Even just the handshake. What is it? Camp for real. Woo. I got it. it. (laughs) It's so fun. I just think like it's so good for our kids to express themselves in that way. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons that my kids are at the school that they're at because they have that ability. I feel all the time. Um, But to to infuse it in such a way that they can carry that with them through the rest mm-hmm. of their lives. It's so necessary. And especially with all of the, you know, concepts of mental health and like knowing that this is an opportunity for kids to utilize that in such a positive way mm-hmm. versus thinking of it any other way besides it being a freedom of expression, I think is so powerful for them to have, especially if they're able to do it with you that kindergarten through fifth grade. And then when they do get into those a little bit more risque years, mm-hmm. they can think back on the freedom that they got to experience in dancing versus anything else that it could become. Right. I tell the kids, nobody ever looks like when you get to middle school, nobody ever looks at the person standing against the walls. Like that guy looks cool. Not yeah. doing anything. They yeah. like the people dancing. And it's true. One of the things I'll do in my sessions is I'll, I'll, I'll provide the teachers YouTube links. Yeah. Ones with Steph Curry and LeBron James, probably two of the most popular cool. basketball players where there's just Steph's dancing. Then it's a LeBron yeah. clip and Steph back and forth. And I met a boy, I, I went and taught dance at, at Brownsville, one of my uh, summer camp locations. I got a, a close friend that works there. He's like, hey, we're at dance. Why don't you come teach today? So I taught yeah. all day. So obviously I was on a high from that for like three days. Yeah. But I was walking in the, into the gym with a with boy and he's like, what are we doing today? I was like, we're going to be doing some dance. And he's like, I hate dance. I was like, what do you like doing? He's like, I love playing football. Yeah. I was like, well, what do the football players do when they score? He's like, they did. Oh, so nice. you know, it's just just it's showing so them, like uh, the cool people are doing it. Yeah, so just yeah, that's really good. Program. So I'll tell a little secret about myself. That's not so secret if you went to elementary school with me. But my fourth grade year, I ran for SDA president, and as a part of my like my speech, I made everyone stand up and do the Macarena with me on stage. I have got to find the video of that because I know that I have it somewhere. But um, I can remember like exactly what I was wearing like it's one of those life moments where like you have a still shot and we didn't have pictures like that like mm-hmm. we do now but it like can replay so perfectly and I remember all of the kids like standing up like what's about to happen what's gonna go on like I'm not doing whatever's about to happen and when the song came on you know the smiles on their face like and this was first graders all the way through fifth graders like I'll never forget that and when I saw Rachel Hollis doing that it was almost like that flashback experience where I was like she gets to see 4,000 people wear mm-hmm. this smile on their face. It's just so good. It's yeah. so cool. And it's inclusive. That's anybody yes. can do that. Yeah. That's, that's what a lot of our dances were. They were very repetitive. Yeah. And they're, we, we didn't do any prior teaching. 
That is so cool. halftime show. That was a lot of work. That was legit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh that. yeah. We're we're doing eight count. We're repeating it so people catch up eventually. Really and cool. that that format works That's really, really well. Neat. With, with so it's kind of so it's kind of twofold. So you have that portion of your business. Then you have camp for real. Are there other areas I need to know about? Because this is like mind-boggling right now. I'm still figuring it out right <laughs> okay. now. Okay. Um, I consult for two companies, mm-hmm. U.S. Games, mm-hmm. and I kind of share their online curriculum, Open okay. Open Phys Ed. Um, it's it's a great free online curriculum, so okay. again, very accessible uh, for all these school districts that don't have the budget to purchase curriculum. Sure. So they're sure. they're a great organization, and Omnican. That's okay. the big pink ball. Did Cooper tell you about that? No, but I saw them. I actually told oh, Mike yeah. about them today. That's so rad. Yeah, so I'll go to conferences and I'll go present yeah. just to show the product. And That's awesome. So I've been, from October until November, I think I was I was in nine cities in a little over a month. Wow. Do those things get really small when you deflate them? Oh, yeah. Oh, I That's can fit. cool. Y'all, this fit. ball is like the size of the room we're sitting in right now. Four feet in diameter. It's, it's huge. Yeah. That's so much fun. Kids love it. And they're Adults like kickball, like like they're able to bounce and everything, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't actually touch it. I should have gone up to it. whole curriculum on that, too. That's so, it's just so neat. showing it and... That one's easy. That's an easy sell yeah. right there. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody loves it. So I'm, I'm thinking with my business mind right now. So like, how can you create this into a membership platform? Have you thought about that? The Anything, any element of what you do. Uh, Have you thought about memberships? I've thought about systemizing as much as I can. Yeah. Because well, you goodness, can't be all over the nation all the time. Yeah, I, I write so many emails and there's yeah. just a better way to do it. Yeah. That type of stuff just hurts my stomach because I'm like, I know what type of work that takes to get done. And sure. That I'm meeting the the entrepreneurial community in yeah. Charlottesville is amazing. Amazing. I, I, I work for, or I went through a class at CIC Community um, Investment Collaborative. So okay. they just bring entrepreneurs along yep. and then support us afterwards. So cool. we're so connected. Cool. Like they'll have office hours each month where they'll provide a lawyer, an accountant, a marketer. Nice. I talked to a human resources guy two yeah. weeks ago Amazing. who showed me probably 30 things that I need to do for my business <laughs> to, to lock it up or to just to be, just to protect yeah. myself. Yeah. But there's so much to learn. Yeah. Because I have no business background other than starting a business in 2011 by myself. Yeah, you know, sure, so. sure. So, yeah, I, I would love to do that. Yeah. Um, because right now it's all me. So Absolutely. If I want to start down here, it's me. I've been here. This is the fifth time I've been here this month. Yeah, that's a lot. A, like it a is. two and a half, three hour drive. Yeah, absolutely. My old Corolla. It's the best <laughs> car ever. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. We were so. talking about Priuses earlier. Yeah, I mean, I think what you're doing, though, I think that's what people need to see most of all is that it, it takes the dream. Of course, you've got the vision, you've got the thought. Mm-hmm. But you know that it's like almost in a cyclone because once it starts going, it's just going to grow. And it's just a matter of you putting in that legwork and putting in that forefront Mm -hmm. time. And so often people see like even when I first met you and I saw what was coming to the school, I think you had one planned in October, November or something, and it didn't gain enough legs. Mm -hmm. And I saw it and I'm like, this thing, this is awesome. This is rad. Like you're going to have those people who want to get behind you and you just have to continue to push forward. And that's exactly what you've done in this city. And 
so just continuing to know that it's going to grow, it does take a lot of energy, but it's so oh. worth it when you get to see, I'm sure, all of those faces mm. on a given on a given basis. Oh, I was so thrilled with yeah. Saturday night, just yeah. having 20 kids there. And yeah. Just the, the support, though, down here from you and from love. Yeah. I, don't know, I don't know if you met her. She is, she's championing my cause. Was she the one, what she had as a coffee shop? Mm-hmm. What's Culture her coffee, coffee shop? shop. Culture yeah. coffee shop. Okay. I met her actually through email, so I need to connect with her because she's I love amazing. some coffee. Yeah. Okay. I stop there every time I come to Virginia Beach. Oh, so that's awesome. Tomorrow I'm going to go see her. She's got the best waffles. Oh, good Sweet to savory. Know. It's always, I stand there for 15 minutes trying to decide what I want. <laughs> That's good. She's That's great. Really good. And so I didn't know anybody coming down yeah. here. I just went yeah. on a vegan message board. <laughs> yep. And you got to hit up the vegans, you know, because they're plant-based foods. It's That's what we so feed the kids. Good. Yeah. And just hooked on to uh, Courtney. I think you know Courtney yep. Z. Yeah. Rebecca Detox Dandy. She's doing great things down at the beach. And yeah. And just getting me down here for for events, you know, yeah. tabling at Rebecca's event last year. Nice. And, just trying to figure out ways. Like yeah. one, one thing I'm going to do is I'm coming down for the. Hopefully we get on the Shamrock Run. Oh, is the twenty. That's amazing. the date we want. Okay. So I'm going to come down there and meet parents, but then go in between the morning run yeah. and the evening kids night out. Go to Mount Trashmore and just entertain families. Awesome. Just like take all my toys. And just like, go. Great, yeah, because that huge parachute and That's that Omnican ball, that will, people will flock to it. Absolutely. So it's just... What about, can you connect with the final mile for the Shamrock, which is all the kids who run I, at the race? So the Shamrock, obviously, you mm-hmm. know what that is, but there is something at the beginning that almost all of the schools, I think, are, are connected to, and it's called the final mile, and the kids just run a one-mile race. Mm-hmm. And so if you could do something at the finale of that, like finish line party or something, that would be so cool. Yeah, my, my colleague, Jimmy Grisano, he's the one that worked with me. Okay. Uh, he works at Indian Lakes. Okay. Uh, he he told me he he passed on the information yeah. to me yesterday. Oh, you just got it. Okay. Yeah, okay. So January I'm looking thing. into it. Cool. Yeah, I'm cool. Looking into it. That'd be really neat. I mean, I think that this is the cool thing about what you're doing and why so many people, especially entrepreneurs, when they come together, like they love like this concept of masterminding and like mm-hmm. everybody brings something different to the table. So every conversation, having somebody else give you this new idea, it can get super overwhelming because you're does. like, there's yes. only one of me yes. and I only have so much bandwidth. And I need to dance myself through this in order yes. for you to even see like the literally and figuratively. <laughs> yes. Thank you for saying that because it's when I hard. come down here and do networking meetings, yeah. they are so benefit. That's how I found Friends School. Absolutely cool. Friends, Synapse Synapse uh, Hub yep. just going down there and saying, "Hey, this is why I'm here." Yeah. And here's what we do. Like yeah. Friends School would love you. That's yeah. What they said. And I heard that at two meetings. Oh, that's so cool. But. It's, I, I feel kind of bad sometimes because mm-hmm. the, I don't know if you know the format. It's the, the nonprofit talks for like yep. 10 minutes and then the people that are there just go around the table for two minutes. Right. And then you brainstorm at the end. How can we help each other? Yeah. 80, 90% of the help comes my way. Uh, They're like throwing ideas at me. So I'm like writing things down. Yeah. And- <laughs> I, feel like, I think the first time I was here, I did four meetings. Yeah. And I probably followed up with 20% of what yeah, I got. So I think I just need to. Yeah, hit one or two, and just try to yeah process all that because if it doesn't get processed right, I'm just rolling on to the next thing. I know, I know, and that's I mean, similar to any conference that I've ever been to, Mm -hmm. any even any seminar or course that I've signed up for. You know, you're only taking so much, but that's what's so cool about like the journey. 
And that's what's like people like really are drawn to because, you know, 10 years from now, you're going to be like, I just made a decision one day and I just decided to do it. And I jumped in and this is what happened. And the mess is what people want. They yeah. want to see that you're a real human being and you don't have, you know, tens of thousands of dollars that you're pouring into this at any given time to make it happen. And that's what people imagine like, oh, you're an entrepreneur. What's your husband do? Or, mm. oh, how much money did you get from that last business that you sold? Or, Oh, you must just be doing this as a side hustle and there's no way that you're ever going to make it. Right. There's so many different like mindsets and stories that people tell themselves about our mm -hmm. own situation, right? Right. And the mess, that that resonated with me on so many ways. And tens of thousands of the, again, my Corolla, my 06 yes, Corolla. Yes. I love that car. It's like 213,000 miles on it. It's the best. I, yeah. I, I get teary-eyed when I think about getting a new car. <laughs> But the mess, I've failed down here four times. Yeah. So two summer camps, we yielded one registration. And I tell everybody that. Yeah? Oh, yeah. And two, three kids in the house, I can't even keep track where we just couldn't get any. Yeah, yeah. So we finally got one. And the mess, the – so last year, going back to the mental health thing, mm -hmm. I took two months off yeah. of paid leave yeah. for my mental health. But when we went in – uh, my principal, he's just trying to protect me. He's like, well, we're just going to be very vague. Yeah. And you're yeah. not going to say anything. He's, he'll yeah. be back. And, yeah. and I didn't want anybody to know. Yeah. And then when I started so telling some stories and how it empowers people, mm -hmm. about halfway through, I was like, yeah, I'm doing this for my mental health. Wow. I was overwhelmed. And I'm yeah. break up. My yeah. best friend and coworker left. Yeah. The job is super difficult now. It's just not as rewarding as it used to be. And it empowers people and it, it makes me, it's very heartwarming, but it's also sad that, and I didn't tie it into the game. It's the game that we play, the immune boosters game we play with Cooper and the kids. Yeah. Like we'll talk about ways to strengthen your immune system and, you know, we'll talk about sleep and eating more fruits and vegetables, exercise, drink a lot of water. But we'll talk about mental health, like feeling your feelings and talking to, I go to a therapist every week and I yeah. tell the kids that. And oh, it's cool to so see cool. like kids snap their head like like but they're they're also identifying that oh that's that's kind of weird that, yeah. that now they've got that embedded in their head. where did that come where did yeah. that come from yeah. that saddens me it is but I've had so many parents come up to me like the most recent one uh, mom's going through mom and dad going through a divorce yeah. separation yeah. and the boy would not go to see a therapist yeah. And then he came to my camp and we played that game. And I told the kids, and he was one of those that snapped. I was like, I go to yeah. therapist every week. Yeah. And I love talking about my problems and I talk to my friends about it. And it just makes me feel better. Yeah. And it strengthens your immune system because, wow. you know, you yeah, can process that absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. And after he heard me say that, he's going to therapy. So wow. it's, it's, That's amazing. and it's great to have that, that positive influence absolutely. and that rapport with kids. But, yeah. It's also what I'm going to miss, too, because my kids at, at Merriweather that I saw grow up from kindergarten yeah. and had six years to, I had a, a great relationships yeah. with them. And it's yeah. just going to be different now because I'm not going to be around them every day. Right. So that's, right. that's tough. And I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, yeah. I'm in this great spot now where I'm like, whatever comes my way, I'm going right. to Hawaii and well, at the end yay. of next month and cool. I'm going to check out a school. That's awesome. Maybe I'll go teach there. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just keep doing this. Yeah. Do some consulting on the side. And yeah. I don't know. Really cool. I'm just going to enjoy the journey. I and think love that's it a part of it. Absolutely. Like in knowing that you have that freedom, 
is such a powerful thing because being reliant on anything else other than like your sense of self, it, I mean, you can lose yourself in all of those tangibles, all of the things that can easily go away, including relationships, including, you know, even the, the, the children, like eventually they're going to grow up and they're going to move on right and the friendships or the relationships like that's the part that's so hard and so like knowing your identity without all of those things and i speak to identity all the time and that's where my religion comes into play and knowing myself and who god sees me as and knowing that if everything went away right now that i would still be confident in the fact that i am loved and i am known and i am well Mm -hmm. and and that's what you're doing you're like fueling yourself in such a beautiful way that now the overflow that you're going to have as you continue to fill yourself with the positivity gets to be flown out to all of these families and the ripple effect of that my god like think about that 20 people come to your thing Five people. You said you were going to host it regardless. So I, I, I knew Cooper was coming. So he had one. And so um, the ripple effect of that one human. And that there's a biblical story about the 99 versus the one. Have you heard of this? Mm-hmm. Okay. So like knowing that like the shepherd left the 99 in order to go find the one that he lost from his pack. And so that one meant more in that time because that one was broken. And so that little boy who was broken, if nobody else got anything from that camp, that Mm -hmm. one boy, he's going to touch thousands of lives throughout his life. So it's incredibly impactful what you do. And to know that it's not just about their nutrition, that's obviously very important to me and my family or their health. It's, it's this mental mindset space that is so good for them to know that they don't need a device. They mm-hmm. don't need to be reliant on all of these tangible things that are thrown their way in this era, that they can just be free and be them and dance and learn to love and be happy in those moments. And that's what mental health is all about. So I'm grateful that you are walking through that. And I know that it sucks. <laughs> it's hard. But the outcome of what you're doing is what's worth it. That's what's worth it. Yeah. Now I'm seeing that. So it's been it's been a very challenging year and a half that I wouldn't change. Yeah. So, yeah. It's always where I am now, just self love and, yeah. and just patience and yeah. just open to whatever comes my way. Yeah. It's it's that's an amazing place to it be. It is. Yeah. It is. It's so hard because it hurts. It's, it's, I've mm-hmm. been there. I get it. I totally mm-hmm. know. My husband and I go to therapy. I've been to therapy by myself uh, for four years. And I had that same mindset as all of those little kids probably do and, and many, many, many adults do. Mm-hmm. And they refuse to think of it as a help. But we rely on so many things to help us every single day without second thought. We don't know something, we go to Google. Mm -hmm. We can't get somewhere, we go get gas and we go in our car. Like we rely on so many things that one day can be stripped. And so why not rely on another human being who's actually learned what it is that you need? Right. It's just, it blows my mind that people have that closed-mindedness, but at the same time, when their time comes and they are searching, I believe that they're going to see because people like you and I are able to be open about the fact that we just asked for help because ultimately right. that's all that it is. It, it took it took me, we, we should have been, my ex-wife and I who are very, I'm actually going to stay with her in Hawaii. She's out yeah, in Hawaii now. Cool. We're, we're a great relationship. Yeah. But it took us four years to get into yeah. therapy and it yeah. should have taken less than a year. Yeah. 
And by the time I finally did it, my therapist, I'll never forget it. She's a very blunt person. And I love <laughs> yes, this. Yes. And and she said something to, to my ex-wife. Yeah. She's like, you something, something. She pointed, you need to see your own individual therapist. <laughs> and I was going to therapy twice a week there. Yeah. So couples therapy and individual yeah. for two, three months. Yeah. And it was the best. Yeah. I was learning so much yeah, about yeah. myself and like all the unresolved issues mm-hmm. and that stuff still comes up. Absolutely. You know, things that I haven't, I'm not aware Resolved, of that stuff. Yeah. 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 It's, it's just a fascinating Well, journey. it is, yeah. which makes me like also, and like the journey that I went on just to get my ordination and be able to be a minister as I was walking through, you know, therapy at the same time. So I'm learning like biblically about the brain essentially and the heart and the spirit man while also learning from my therapist about like our soul and our emotions and how our emotions are aligned with our mind. And Mm -hmm. I was just like mind boggled all the time and so curious and still so curious because there's no end to this learning process. And I, I would love to say that I will afford and will put invest in myself a therapist forevermore Mm -hmm. um, because I have seen the value. I've seen the value add to my own life, to my marriage, to my motherhood, to my relationships, to my coaching, like all the things in my life are more abundant because I have taken the time to search myself and I still don't know everything that there is. I mean, I lived for 30 years before I ever even was like, I guess I should take a look in the mirror. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's a, it's just fascinating. There's so much to learn. And I, I like, am so curious how it's going to continue to affect my life and other people's lives. But for you to have that ability and that access to little people, like it's so powerful. It's so powerful. And it's almost crazy that you started your business when you did and now have gone all this way. I feel like this is honestly the catapulting point because of that, because had you gone and continued and something had taken off or like success had come your way in the midst of all of that, you would have lost such an opportunity Mm -hmm. because the mental health piece is the most important, even beyond the physical health. Right. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. And that, that ties a lot to it. Just something you said there just made me think about just owning it, being vulnerable and being yourself. It's, it's a challenge now because the, just with the business, these parents are leaving their kids, Mm -hmm. like their pride and joy, their babies with me. Sure. And that's why I just own everything. Like yeah. I want them to, my Meriwether family is where I've been yeah. there for 15 years. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm well trusted. And, and, and that's why the, the business model works. Like when I come down here, I'm not just working by myself. It's, I have PE contacts. Yeah. PE, PE teachers are rock stars of the school yeah, they are. and finding somebody good like that is, is crucial. But yeah, we, we love those kids and I do not bring people in. I used to, Yeah, I just needed to have somebody there that was fun. That's what I thought, but it's not that it's, it's, you got to get the people that connect with the kids and that love and want the best for the kids. Not that they're just there because it's a fun way to make a a good week's living, you know, just over the summer, you know, because it pays well. Yeah. And it's way more than that. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm, I've, I've now decided that all these kids have to be, they have to be seen. Some yeah. of them don't want to be seen as much. They just want to be yeah. there. But a lot of those kids are just looking for love. Yeah. And yeah. all it takes is a little high five, a little compliment, so cool. hug, whatever. Yeah. You know, just so just cool. get to know those kids. And 
I think that's what's so valuable about the week. And I'm so pumped for Coop to have that experience and Waverly. I keep just saying Cooper because Waverly's out of the country, but she'll be there too, is that they're going to have this experience with you that's going to last longer than just a three-hour time frame. Mm-hmm. That, that is something that's literally embedded in them. I mean, his camp that he went to last year, he talks about it all the time. And it's, I mean, he's only six, so he's only has so many experiences. Mm-hmm. So to embed in them, I mean, it's just... It's really, really powerful. I want to help you however I can to get it out to our community. I really believe it's a national thing. There's no way that it's going to stay in Charlottesville and Virginia Beach alone. It's going to be amazing. So just getting you plugged in with the right people. Um, But ultimately, it's up to you guys. So come out. Um, It's going to be the next one's in March. We already have dates set July 6th through the 11th, 10th at Friends School. Yeah, Mm -hmm. the summer camp in Virginia Beach. I'm sure you can find other dates if you're not here locally um, where you can find Scott. I am going to be tagging his YouTube video because I cannot wait to watch this on my way to We we lost a lot of them, though. The the YouTube channel just went poof. No! We had it backed up. My, My computer died, and it didn't back them up. And so oh, we're no, we're still trying to but they're they're still there. Yeah. That's the dancers. That's, yeah, that's the, the dancers. Uh, All right. D A N S I R. It just makes so. you so happy. I think it's so rad. Yeah, we gotta rebuild it. But yeah, that's all right. Be that's we're all right. Gonna get on Ellen. That's the that's the Yes, big, that's, that would uh, be amazing. <laughs> get on Ellen. That's the big that's the goal. That's a big now. dream. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. We're gonna tag her in big. this podcast for sure. Big. That's really good. Well, Scott, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's awesome to get to know you. Super loved and supported down here. That's why I keep coming back after all those those failures. Yeah, that's good. That's all you can do is stand back up. You know it. All right. Thank you, guys. Hey, y'all. I hope in today's episode you sense an ignite to an ember within you, something mentally, physically, emotionally, or spiritually moving that creates and sustains a fire within your wholeness journey. Before you go, let's solidify the flame. I'd love for you to take a step right now in declaring your takeaway. By snapping a pic of the episode you tuned into, share your sparked moment and tag me at Fit and Faith with the hashtag Fit and Faith Podcast so I can help you stay accountable. We're in this together, right? Community over competition is the motto. I'd also be incredibly grateful if you took an extra second to leave a review on iTunes or your podcast listening app. Let's fuel the flame and share the gift of wholeness with everybody. Until next time, cheers to your health and happiness. I'm Don Hawkins, and I once heard Chick-fil-A founder Truett Cathy say, you can tell if a person needs encouragement, check to see if they're breathing. I'd like to invite you to my weekly podcast, Encouragement for You, featuring encouraging guests like Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley, Dan Cathy, the late Dr. Frank Menrith, Josh McDowell, and more. To subscribe to my weekly Encouragement for You podcast, go to lifeaudio.com. That's lifeaudio.com.